Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I mean, this is pretty hypocritical that they haven't let reporters in as they play pledge transparency the covid hiding behind I, i'll say it, this is my personal opinion hiding behind covid restrictions i don't think is fair um and i don't think is honest when they pledge transparency we know that we can get into these we can cover people with you know in the midst of covid we have been this country has a problem with arrogance john and you're seeing it in spades when we're dealing with these uh, violent crimes republicans and democrats said look if you're going to change the Trump policy, the previous policy, at least have a game plan. And there doesn't appear right now to be a game plan. Well, okay, look, it's a huge problem. I'm not going to pretend it's not. It's a huge problem. You don't stop drunk drivers by getting rid of all sober drivers, which is what many of my Democratic friends want to do with respect to the Second Amendment. In my judgment, we do not need more gun control. We need more idiot control. <laughs> that was Senator John Kennedy. And uh, yes, a pretty good line. He's got all sorts of good lines. One of my favorite guys. Mine blue guy. Hold on, I'm going to reach out right now to Sally Shattuck. And your orange guy, Cyril. And I'm going to see <laughs> I if I can get some help. he's doing a puzzle right now. Oh, is he? Okay. okay. Yeah, I think so he's good right I thought we need right reinforcements now. here. He's because, okay right now. Because we are under siege. But I think we're fine. I like your puzzle. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, the border thing is still in the news. Gun control now is in the in the news. We're back in the news. And it sounds just like it used to sound just a few years ago. Every time there's a mass shooting event... The um, the politicians do what they can to immediately politicize it, and sometimes, in this case, Democrats have really kind of declawed themselves when it comes to this particular uh, effort to f- to enact some kind of gun control. I think, 
And uh, I think it was succinctly put by Mr. Greg Gutfeld on the five. The Democrats have painted themselves into a corner that they can't get out of. You've demonized the police, which creates the Ferguson effect, right? The Ferguson effect drives up gun sales because people see their only recourse is self-protection. So as you demonize law enforcement, all you do is drive people towards buying guns. So that, in terms of gun control, you can talk about it all you want. That ship has sailed. Gun control died once the Democrats sided with the rioters over citizens. All right, he is uh, right on. He is right on with that. There's no doubt about that. The entire move to defund the police set into motion, really, a... Well, actually, at the beginning of COVID, there was a run on guns and ammo, and now it's even more so. Uh, for us, we're near the New Hampshire border. We had been told by a gun enthusiast that they were just out of everything for months, and they maybe still still are. Kate yeah, the Bald- price of ammo is, like, crazy high right now. Yeah. Uh, why is that not gouging? You think the people who are into anti-price gouging laws care if people can't buy ammo? Uh, no, I would I would think that gun users would not want to get ripped off, and that seems like it's... Well, most gun users are people who understand supply and demand. You know, that when there's less of some... Yeah, but do you still don't want to get screwed... Yeah, but you're not getting screwed. You're paying the price that the asset is worth right now because demand is outstripping supply. More people want to buy more ammo than than manufacturers are able to provide right now. So price gouging, quote unquote, is really just a price mechanism in order to prioritize people who really, really want it badly being able to buy it. Hmm. Actually, I forgot if we talked about this. Did you see there was a study out about price gouging at the beginning of the pandemic? Yeah, that it was good. The price gouging was healthy in a sense. Yeah, so basically what they found is that in states that enacted anti-price gouging laws, more people were out in more stores trying to find stuff to buy because the anti-price gouging laws meant that stuff ran out quicker more places. So what they did basically is they tracked... They used cell phone location data to see, you know, how many people were out and about in stores in different states. And what they found is that the anti-price gouging laws caused much more interaction in stores in the early days of the pandemic and probably drove about 25 percent of the early spread and deaths in the beginning of the pandemic because it caused so many people to be in close proximity in stores before masks were a thing. I don't think that we can accurately predict behavior of people if toilet paper was $150 per dozen. I don't I don't know what would have happened. I know well, that, you have that this where has they been a calendar anti- year with a healthy, uh, robust amount of looting. Well, maybe we can get the economist on who wrote the paper and we can see what he says. Hmm. But I believe that there are some states where there were not price gouging laws and some states where there were and they were able to find that there was a statistically significant difference between them hmm interesting interesting i still am surprised that the gun people would pay more for stuff but I, well, I'm they fine. really want it i'm fine alice i've married alice friedman <laughs> and i understand that uh, i will take a back seat i will listen i will shut up and and see you and hear you on this stuff because you're smarter than I am on it. Uh, but, you know you know who's just as smart as me, Alice? Who's just as smart as you? 
uh, Allison Camerata, who has a great idea. Speaking of guns and ammo, mm-hmm. who has a brilliant and innovative idea on how we can make sure that psychos don't get their paws on guns anymore. Good, I'm excited Why, to hear in case, in terms of making change, since it seems intractable at the national level, why don't we go to gun shop owners and say, do you think that this 21-year-old who comes in and wants an AR-15 style weapon, do you think that he looks like he's going hunting with this weapon? Did you ask him, um, by the way, do you ever think that people are chasing you? Do you ever hear voices saying that people are coming for you? Why not install couches in the gun stores, have the person lie down, give them Rorschach tests, Ask him, uh, you know, how their upbringing was, whether or not he was breastfed, if he feels that You know what? Racially profile them a little bit, too. Mm, Do you seem like the type of person who's going hunting? I don't know. You look more like a terrorist attack kind of person. Do they ever ask questions like that? Because this guy, it sounds like, according to his family, would have answered yes. Like Hank Hurwitz's old guns and ammo depot. I got a few questions for you about your emotional state. Like, uh, maybe, maybe it's a good idea, Allison. It was uh, you try it first, though. The the short answer is in our society we don't ask those questions. The short answer is what the hell are you talking about, <laughs> Asha? How about that? I mean, how onerous would it be to have a gun shop owner just say? By the way, are you hearing voices? Do you ever hear anybody? I just can picture them all walking the entire, Allison Camerata and the entire production crew, and they're all in their 20s or something, and her saying, you know what? I'm going to pose the question to them. Why can't the gun shop owners act like shrinks and, uh, and um, you know, scan these people emotionally for cracks? And her little milky assistant saying, oh, my God, that's such a great idea, Allison. Let's totally do it. Do you think people are chasing you? Do you think everybody's watching you? I mean, that... Do you believe Trump won the election? It, it would have weeded out, possibly, this guy. Well, Allison, I, I, I completely agree with, with the concerns that you're mentioning. But based on the law, even asking those questions wouldn't wouldn't allow a buyer to prevent the purchase. Good for uh, that guest for, like, even not just standing up and leaving after the question was asked, mm-hmm. you know, for at least humoring Camerata with a real answer. Well, right. And, you know... The gun shop owner can't really do that, obviously. Right. Um, but the people that can do that, in particular in the state of Colorado, where there are red flag laws, mm-hmm. is his family could have done this. His family yeah. could have prevented him from doing this because they could have utilized the state's existing red flag law without anybody passing any new laws. Well, those are I mean, they, they certainly could have sounded the alarm. These red flag laws in most states are pretty damn difficult for cops and local law enforcement to follow up on. Mm-hmm. They keep having to go you know, work with judges and make sure they have really robust warrants, etc., and so they are tough, but but you're right. His his family could have, but it, right since uh, his brother is apparently saying, "Oh yeah, we all knew he had mental issues, and he was you know thought people were after him." Yeah, you know um, if you all knew that, maybe like get a little something on the record in the system. But also the guys, like a, a, a little bit cagey, a little bit, and mm-hmm. I think most mass shooters on their way when they're going to purchase. The device they intend to blow away dozens of people with probably are willing to lie to the person who's going to sell it to them. Mm-hmm, are you hearing voices? No, absolutely not. What voices? No, not at all. You don't intend to massacre with, do you? My God, how could you even? Meanwhile, the voices are saying, never, "Don't tell right, them anything." I'll never dignify that question. My good man, certainly not. 
But uh, anyway, I'm glad to know that there are some people out there with really dumb ideas. But um, what was the other thing? Oh, yeah, also on CNN, Phil, Phil Mudd. This is this is this cut is more about bad guests trying to have hot viral takes in not delivering you substantive answers than anything. This is John Berman, who has this uh, Phil Mudd on. I don't Phil Mudd does something for CNN or is on CNN, whatever it is. So Berman puts a question to him, and you watch this guest use this opportunity of a minute or whatever it is to completely try to showboat and make themselves into a viral success uh, at the expense of quality TV. Expected someone was behind him. Someone was chasing him. We kept a close eye on him when he was in high school. He would say, someone is chasing me. Someone is investigating me. And we're like, come on, man. There's nothing. He was just closing into himself. So if you hear that and you're investigating this, what do you think? What do you do? Boy, I have two views. Uh, the, the first is be careful. Do we want people who, uh, who are friends or family calling federal authorities or state authorities and saying my friend or family shouldn't have a weapon? How are you, how are you supposed to investigate this at the state and, and local or the federal level? That's, you know, there's three. We just talked about how yeah. he, there's red flag rules. The, the feds can send the FBI to investigate. So already Phil Mudd's stupid, but he doesn't want to answer this question. Mm -hmm. He wants to get to his cool, unique take. 330 million people. Uh, I think people who say that are saying things that are appropriate, but there's a there's a simpler answer. Look, this will offend you. I'm an American. I'm a proud American. But we live in the United States of arrogance. If you look at educational standards in this country, they are mediocre because we cannot look to Asia and Europe and say somebody has a better way. If you look at access to health care in this country, we are mediocre because we cannot look to Asia and Europe and say other people have better access. We should learn. If you look at violent crime and suicide by weapon and you look at Asia and Europe, we simply look at America and say we're exceptional. We cannot look at other countries and say we can learn. This country has a problem with arrogance, John, and you're seeing it in spades when we're dealing with these uh, violent crimes. Thanks for nothing, Phil. Appreciate it. Yeah, that was really relevant to the question at right. hand, which is how do you keep one crazy person from getting a weapon? Thanks for trying out for CNN, Phil. Uh, that was unhelpful, <laughs> and goodbye. It's bad TV. It's a day of, of bad TV is what it is, Alice Shattuck. Uh, what bad TV should we get to next? Well, actually, there was some okay TV, too. I can tell you some of the most controversial TV was uh, Megan McCain. Mm-hmm. who is, so the, the backstory in this we talked about yesterday, right? Tammy Duckworth and um, one of the squad. Maisie Hirono. Maisie Hirono. And they're mad at, oh, you know, right, that's right. There's not Since enough- the Asian massacre happened, mm-hmm. based on hate of Asians, they're now, every hire in the Biden White House now needs to be Asian or LGBT. Well, a minority or LGBT. Okay, a minority- but they're upset that there's no AAPI representation in the cabinet. Okay, so that's where we are right now. And but they- I think they did eventually back down from this well, stance. Yes, but then they said they were upset as well that the White House said to them, "Hey, we've Kamala Harris. She's Asian." Mm-hmm. So, uh, so Megan McCain went in there, and she is she has concerns about this type of thinking. Excluded uh, women farmers, and so we're going to a place where even if people need money, even if people are qualified to get into Ivy Leagues, race and gender is more important than your skill qualifications, the content of your character. It is not what Martin Luther King Jr. preached. I think this is a very, very slippery slope. I was very surprised to hear someone like Tammy Duckworth say something like this. She got a lot of blowback from a lot of people, not just on the right. 
And I think this is actually just the natural progression of identity politics. And I will say, just to put a cap on this, the View is 25 years old next year. We've only had one Asian American host co-host this show. So does that mean that one of us should be leaving at some point because there's not enough representation? Uh, We're talking about, is identity politics more important than qualifications of a job? And I think that's a question going forward that the progressive left is going to have to reconcile. Thoughts? I mean, she's right. She's also getting hit by people who are saying, what exactly does Meghan McCain think her really incredible qualifications are to be on The View? The View is not a high-minded program. (laughs) If anything, it is not doing favors for uh, misperceptions about women. Isn't being slightly dumb a major important qualification that you need to be on The View? I would say it is encouraged, (laughs) yes. So our last bit of, this is a a good bit of video here, is... um, Oh, wait. No, no. Okay. Is uh, John Kennedy from Louisiana, the senator. You heard we just played this. You heard it. It's a good line here. So why not? You don't stop drunk drivers by getting rid of all sober drivers, which is what many of my Democratic friends want to do with respect to the Second Amendment. In my judgment, we do not need more gun control. We need more idiot control. Here, 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 here. The great John Kennedy. I really wish his middle name was Fitzgerald. Wouldn't that just be... <laughs> <laughs> it would be very confusing. <laughs> it would be very offensive to many people. So uh, the, the stuff at the border is continues to be a problem uh, as well. The administration is being cute. They've come out with a plan today to launch uh, comic book shows and buy Facebook ads in Central America saying don't come and Twitter ads and all sorts of things. Well, they've also put someone new in charge of the border situation. Did you see this? Oh, yes. Yes, Kamala Kamala is now in charge of the border, which Biden must hate her for some reason. She yeah, must already I think, be super I think annoying this too. may be one of the reasons. Let's take a look at what's happening at the border. Rightly or wrongly, people are coming in record numbers because they believe the Biden mm-hmm. administration has encouraged certainly children to come. What are you going to do about that? It's chaotic. Some are calling it a crisis. And you all, the your team is under fire because both Republicans and Democrats said, look, if you're going to change the Trump policy, the previous policy, at least have a game plan. And there doesn't appear right now to be a game plan. Well, okay, look, it's a huge problem. Yeah. I'm not going to pretend it's not. It's a huge problem. Well, thank you for the honesty, <laughs> Kamala. Do you plan to visit the border? Uh, um, not today. <laughs> but um, I have before, and I'm sure I will again. Well, now they've moved your office there, so. <laughs> so now whatever happens with the border is Kamala's yeah. problem. So that seems good for her. I don't know. All I can think is Biden must really not uh, want her to win in 2024. Well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, who knows? You never know if his camp is going to go with her camp and what's going on behind the scenes. I can tell you that um, that more more, uh, mainstream progressive media people... Has ha- have had enough. They're now taking it personally that the uh, the the administration is uh, blocking them out from access to any of these facilities, mm-hmm. which is uh, I think they had better access under Trump. But Kate Baldwin for CNN, who we called affectionately uh, at Herald Radio, sharp hair because her hair is cut, so it looks like <laughs> it could actually uh, inflict an injury. It's so sharp the way it's cut. Kate Baldwin 
Add her to the list of p- folks in the media who have had enough. Not seeing the real video inside these border facilities because th- th- it's not really being released by the administration. The administration is now going to be allowing a camera to join them when they visit an HHS facility today, though this is not the overcrowded border facilities that we're talking about that we've seen video that's had to have been leaked out about to show. And I, I mean, this is pretty hypocritical that they haven't let reporters in as they play pledge transparency the covid hiding behind i i'll say it, this is my personal opinion hiding behind covid restrictions i don't think is fair um and i don't think is honest mm. when they pledge transparency we know that we can get into these we can cover people with you know mm. in the midst of covid we have been Ooh, the biden administration saying a banana is an apple alice and cnn wow. has had enough of this so um, who was the other guy who went nuts? It was um, Joe Scarborough was speaking to DeFrancis, no, DeFrancesco Soto um, about this, and she is a pundit in the know, I guess, or I don't know what she is. Anyway, and um, yeah, it was an administration hate fest today. I would institute mm. a Marshall Plan for Central America. We need economic aid, but targeted economic aid, just as it was in Europe after the war. It's not- I may have set this up incorrectly. DeFrancesco Soto's, yesterday Scarborough burned them. Yeah. DeFrancesco Soto simply wants us to fix Central and South America. Not just throwing cash at a problem. It's working with these governments. Streetlights. Working with the nonprofits and the other non governmental institutions to stabilize. It also has to do with climate change. That's a long okay, that's issue. A wrap. But we know that's that in Guatemala in particular, the droughts of the last several years have pushed out the coffee farmers, the peasant farmers, and quite frankly, food insecurity is one of the big reasons. So if it were up to me, Joe, a Marshall Plan... Didn't have droughts until there was uh, global climate change. Well, like I said, that's why we have a $3 trillion plan coming up, where if we just build enough electric car charging stations, then people... Then the droughts can... will go away. Right, and people and in Guatemala coffee can will... be back. Stay in Guatemala. By the way, I need to talk to you about something else. I'm going to stop playing this because I'm angry at her. You don't think climate change is causing the border crisis? Uh, No. (laughs) No. I would say. You don't think we've used too much gasoline and that's why. No, you know what's what's causing it, Alice? What's causing it? Racism. There you go. Why do they want to come to a racist country, though? Because it was racism that pillaged their lands to begin with. Mm. When the white man came from Spain. And uh, aren't a lot of them related to the people that came from Spain in those countries? That's racism. You know, that shows that it's now been institutionalized. Oh, correct. Don't. It's just racism. And it's just climate change. Change. It also can be hate. These are not words to be uh, debated or drilled down uh, on. Okay. You know, it just is. So I was in the market basket today. Mm hmm. Well, let me take go back a few days ago. Okay. A lot of this has to do with this. The area I go to is very Central America centric, and I was looking for habaneros a few days ago. You know mm-hmm. the hot ones I get. Uh, they're either for, uh, I is get, this I, the second Haverhill Market basket? This is my primary one. Okay, that I go to. So I was looking for. There's habaneros from Guatemala, and there's actually uh, these very hot chili peppers, which actually may be from chili no relation okay and so this week they had neither of those hmm. and usually if they don't have either one sometimes they do if they don't have either one sometimes they'll, then they'll have the the 
cutely packaged, they call them hotties, a little package prefab of hot peppers or whatever. Mm-hmm. So first this week, they don't have the really good ones from Central and South America. Those are gone. Climate change. And then, <laughs> and then today, mm-hmm. they don't have the hotties. And now there's no hot section at all. It's just gone. Wow. Now, this is a market basket up here in Massachusetts in New Hampshire. Market basket is a very important place. It's a barometer of sorts of other things. Also, listen to me in this. Today, mm-hmm. every deli meat except for salami was gone. Wow. What is going on? What's that an indicator of? You're the one with the economics degree. You lorded it over me in the first few minutes. I don't know. If there's got to be something going on here that we're entire categories of foods are missing. The supply chain is suffering somewhere under... The supply chain has, has been and still continues to be disrupted. I mean, since the beginning of the pandemic, it's just different things at different times. You know, for a while it was toilet paper. Then, like, more recently it was paper towels were the problem. You know, it's back and forth and it's going to continue to be back and forth and weird until stuff has been back to normal probably for a year or two, I would think. Well, there's certainly a deficiency in some of my staples, Alice. Just as there's a deficiency for President Biden uh, of oxygen. When we work together, we can do big things, important things, necessary things. We saw it 11 years ago with the Affordable Care Act. We saw it 11 days ago when we marked the signing of the American Rescue Plan. But we're not done yet. Last week... We met my goal that I announced 100 million shots in my first 100 days in office. At the time, he's obviously having trouble breathing. Maybe he shouldn't be wearing masks while talking. Right. Since he's vaccinated. Yes, since he can't get to. Maybe the time for make believe has passed. Get the man some air into his lungs because it does not sound good. I don't like that. No, I, I don't either. I don't either. When's the last uh, time you smoked weed, Els? Um, if you're going to get a White House job, this is going to be I couldn't important. tell you. You couldn't? You won't tell me or you couldn't? I couldn't tell you. I don't Have know. Have we ever smoked marijuana together? No. One time you did and you threw up in the yard. That's right. It was with your uh, an unnamed uh, sibling, sibling of yours mm-hmm. who, was, who corrupted me. That's right. And I threw up mm-hmm. in my own yard during my own party. I was very, <laughs> very impressive. Very classy. Yes. Great. Um, I didn't. I haven't, like, as an adult... In, in my adult life, really, ever. My goodness. Well, a reporter asked Jen Psaki, hey, what about all those pot smokers in the White House that you fired? It seems kind of cold. Uh, sure. So uh, Vice President uh, Kamala Harris says that she is a past marijuana smoker. Uh, she said, quote, it gives people joy and we need more joy in this world. Um, she's <laughs> Thank you again, Kamala. She's a clear majority of the U.S. population in supporting marijuana legalization. According to polls, two-thirds of people do, including about half of Republicans. Mm-hmm. Uh, yet last week, the Daily Beast reported that there were dozens of White House staffers who were either disciplined or ter- terminated from their jobs for past marijuana use, uh, you seem to confirm five terminations on Twitter. Um, and my question is, why would President Biden allow this to happen, especially considering uh, the White House staff were led to believe that pot use would not be disqualifying, especially considering the vice president is herself a former marijuana user? Well, let me first say that um, what, what we tried to do as an administration was work with the security service, who actually makes these determinations about um, 
about uh, suitability uh, for serving uh, in government. Uh, in the past, and I served in the Obama-Biden administration, the rules were actually far more stringent. Uh, so that isn't about uh, anyone's personal point of view. It's about working through the process, the history, and modernizing and taking steps to address the fact that marijuana is legal in a number of states across the country. It is still illegal federally, right? We know that. Uh, there were, as I noted, I think in our comment last week, uh, five individuals who are no longer employed at the White House. A number of them, there were other uh, security uh, issues that were raised. Um, and, you know, that's an unfortunate conclusion, of course. But, uh, but what we tried to do is uh, enable additional uh, members of the team who would ha not have been able to continue serving in past administrations to continue serving by uh, updating our policy in coordination with the security service. Follow up on that. Uh, surely President Biden could, you know, implement changes here unilaterally and just say that these people can come to work for him? Well, I think Why? if marijuana was federally legal, that might be a different circumstance. But I don't, I don't think I have any more for this on you, on this for you. Go ahead. So stop asking. Mm -hmm. I actually don't really. I mean, the, the, the administration misled them all and then whacked right. them, which was crappy. Other than that, what are you going to do? You know, mm -hmm. they learn to lie on the application. Okay, people. Right. Don't tell the truth during interviews. This is Tom Shattuck's professional consultation services mm -hmm. for you. Lie in the interview. Lie in your application. Forge documents if you have to. <laughs> the way to get the job is to get the job. Uh, Let, you can have a chat with Jesus when you die about uh, what you did to get it. But what? <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> don't take this man's advice, anyone, please. Of course, I don't have a job currently. <laughs> but if I did, damn it. Oh, wait. That's right. That does not this include- This is like the Varsity that, Blues parents. That does not include me to future applicants when I try to get a job, by the way. <laughs> that doesn't- I, of course, am not talking about me. My, uh, my application will be truthful and ethical, mm. I assure you. Mm. But to lesser- uh, moral people, Alice. Yes, yeah. that's what you should do. This story is interesting to me because of what you mentioned that, um, you know, these people were apparently told that the marijuana wouldn't be a problem mm -hmm. and then it was. And my guess is that what's going on is that other people in the Biden administration told applicants that it wouldn't be a problem. And then, um, you know, the president is actually able to override what the mm -hmm. security people do. That's why, you know, Trump was able to get Kushner, the security clearances that he probably wouldn't have qualified for and whatever. But um, in, in most and, and corporations like, as well, mm -hmm. or, or but I think I think Biden just wasn't on the same page about this. I don't think Biden is a fan of people smoking pot. No, it was the devil's lettuce when he was a kid. And I think that and his, his sons obviously had problems with drugs. I don't think he wants it around. I think he doesn't like it, probably. Um, and. You know, I think probably other people in the administration were like, no, we're the cool hip administration and that's not disqualifying. Sure. It's OK if you've smoked pot. And, you know, and then it came time when they needed somebody to override the security people saying these people have smoked pot. You know, we don't want them on your team. And Biden could have overridden them and didn't because he didn't care to. You know, yeah, because he's ultimately the it, that's one of those things where the president really does have a lot of power over who in his offices gets security clearances. So, you know, he he had the choice to make sure those people could stay and he didn't. Maybe it's also a way to keep people. I don't mean to be cynical, but to keep mm -hmm. people on the campaign. 
right. and supporting him, you know, uh, at uh, at maybe even uh, gratis mm-hmm. for a long time with the idea that they'll get a job in the future. But then, hey, I was going to hire you, but our employment, you know, branch mm-hmm. said but you can't because you screwed the pot right. question. Sorry about that. Been fun. Sorry, mm-hmm. TJ. You know, maybe next time. But um, yeah, so I've worked for companies that where the indiscretion is the the boss as well. They'll say mm-hmm. the, the guy took a drug test, he came up positive. What do you want to do? And if you like the guy, you just say fine. You know, who cares as if as if you know. It's right. pervasive, Alice. Mm-hmm. It is pervasive. So, by the way, do you think pot should be legal? <sighs> I have mixed feelings. I mean, I don't. I don't think it does society really any favors to throw people in jail for that necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but, well, put it this way. I don't like, I don't like criminalizing and throwing people in jail for it and all that stuff. But I also think it's a really toxic force in the lives of the people who use it regularly. And I don't buy that it's a health thing. I don't buy that it's, you know, fun recreational enjoyment without any negative uh ramifications yeah and we'll find out those ramifications now since private businesses are making a killing right on this stuff and so they're going to be a a bigger target for um you know all sorts of i mean i think it's a bad thing for society that it's well i think i think i I mean you can tell Mm -hmm. if somebody's a stoner Mm -hmm. they cannot really uh, mostly there are some people who just can fire up before work and have been doing it for 35 years and you can't even tell. But a stoner is not getting away. I mean, a true stoner, when you have a, a gravelly burnt out and, and like have mm-hmm. a tr- trouble, you know, you're, if you've been a chum gang level smoking weed for a long time, then everybody can tell. You don't really want that person employed under you. You don't want that trust mm-hmm. that person with stuff. They I mean, usually- I guess, too, it depends, you know, what you're trying to do in your life. If you're... You know, well, if you're looking just, for a bassist, I think it's recommended. <laughs> right. But yeah, I mean, if you're just like, it, it depends what kind of job you're looking for and what kind of life you want. But I don't think that it's great for society if a ton of people are high all the time. I just don't think it's good. So mm. oh, so that's me. I mean, but, well, you uh, know, I don't, I guess I don't think it should be illegal, but I mean, I, politics is downstream of culture. It's it's one of those things that like I think the horse has kind of left the barn, and so it's kind of stupid right. that we're trying to like criminalize it now. But yeah, I I, I, I don't do, think it's great. Yeah, I mean, if you are prone to being a loser, it will help you mm-hmm. be a loser. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the people who are f- pro weed, by the way, other libertarians have been forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, f- pro all sorts of freedoms. They also are pro freedom from government because they think government is a per- pernicious and right. dangerous institution in many ways. Uh-huh. Um, one of our favorite libertarians is a fellow named John Stossel. Mm-hmm. And Stossel has a show now. I don't even know where to find it. Maybe it's just online where he does these little. Um, I gotta. I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. Where he does these. Um, he does these packages about whatever government uh, you know 
botching something in whatever way, you know, mm-hmm. and he's got these, and he's got one about the COVID, um, about the handling of COVID in the government. And I thought it was fantastic. Really good. Once again, I'll put it in the show notes. Try to remember me if you can. Okay. But here's just a taste of it. First uh, minute or so. Frustrations are mounting. There's so much confusion and delays in the vaccine rollout. Lines grew even longer today, winding through parking lots and side streets. One reason shots are scarce is that our government decided to prioritize second doses. Only those with appointments for a second dose will be able to go through here. But why? When cases begin leveling off after one dose, 90.5% effective after the first dose. The first dose is already incredibly effective. Alex Tabarak is one of the people asking, why not just give one dose to more people? We have given out uh, more than 20 million second doses. Those could have been first doses. Had they been, 50% more people would have been vaccinated by now. The transmission rate would have been pushed down. Why would we believe you rather than these specialist doctors? The physicians, they're not necessarily thinking about the person who is not their patient. But for an economist, you've got to be thinking about everybody. Tabarak helped persuade the British government to delay second doses. The new government strategy aims to get more people a first dose faster. And they've succeeded. Twice as many people in the UK have received a vaccine. And although COVID there was worse than in America, now British COVID cases have dropped below America's. What we must go with is the scientific data that we've accumulated. American officials won't adjust our vaccine regimen without doing all the government's required studies. You want to really study it to see that (laughs) the amount of time that it will take, we will already be in the arena of having enough enough vaccines to go around anyway. So why not skip some of those studies? When you have a tiger chasing you in the forest, you don't want to run a randomized controlled trial. Should I run left or should I run right? You have to act decisively and you have to act quickly. And the bureaucrats are just not used to doing that. We're going to take a 10-minute break now. You can do both. You can get as many people in their first dose at the same time as adhering within reason to the timetable of the second dose. But you can't do both. No, we can't do both. We have to take into account scarcity. This is what economists are good at, thinking about scarcity and thinking about trade-offs. America's bureaucratic medical approval process discourages that. As a result, they've been too slow. The FDA did not allow private companies to start testing. Which meant that for weeks, labs sat idle. They acted more quickly than they usually do. <laughs> yes. Yeah, not fast enough. So there you go. How cool is that? Remind mm-hmm. me. Put that in the show notes, uh, Alice. And just yeah. a classic. Who is it who's on with him in that? I forgot the, the name he said it. Like a Ginsky or whatever. Oh, okay. It's not nobody I knew beforehand. Um, <clears throat> but... Um, I'm just seeing this. Uh, okay, Tom. We're going there, Alice. It's International Women's Month. International Women with an X month. Mm-hmm. And today is Equal <laughs> Pay Day. Uh-oh. So Megan Rapinoe was Do you know at- what Equal Pay Day is? Uh. Uh. No. Equal Pay Day is, according to... Oh, I Whoever. see. This if is women the day, started getting paid, right. now, okay. If on January 2020, a man and a woman started working at the same job, today is the day when the woman would have to work until to earn what the man earned in the first year. Okay, so Megan Rapinoe, Rapino, the U.S. women's soccer player 
who was part of the soccer team who was like really bad sports a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And what she, I assume, just kept saying Trump sucked and I was raising her fist. What was her claim to fame? Other than she was just. Uh, I don't know. The women's soccer obnoxious. team complained they weren't getting paid as much as the men. And apparently, more people do watch women's soccer than men's soccer, yeah. I guess. But <laughs> uh, e- yeah. In the U.S., <laughs> which isn't I'm saying sure. much because sure. not that many people watch soccer <laughs> to start with. In the so US, she went but. to the White House today. And, and mm-hmm. what do you do if you're a good, woke, uh, progressive in 2020? You uh, claim victimhood. TQ community. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Megan, I don't want to chop that off. LGBTQ community with pink hair. And where I come from, I could have only dreamed that I would be standing in the position I am today at the White House. I'm also a professional athlete, and I've helped, along with all of my teammates uh, virtually here today, one teammate literally here today, Uh, win four World Cup championships and four Olympic gold medals for the United States. And despite those wins, I've been devalued, I've been disrespected, and dismissed because I am a woman. And I've been told that I don't deserve any more than less because I am a woman. You see... Did anybody say that to her? You see, Megan, because you're a woman, you've got little value. Because you're a woman, you don't deserve any more money. We're going to pay you less because of your gender. Despite all the wins, I'm still paid less than men who do this. Despite all the wins and everything I've done for you, maybe you're devalued a little bit because you're a jerk. (laughs) Same job that I do. Wait, she said, I'm going to rewind on that a little bit. All the wins. Despite all the wins. I'm still paid less than men who do the same job that I do. They don't do the same job that you do, Megan. <laughs> I'm sorry. They do a job that you could never do because right. they're far better at doing it than you are. And they draw more money. They create more wealth. They create a bigger spectacle around the globe mm-hmm. than you do. Because although it can be fun and cute to see you know, the American women's soccer pe- team being being um being bad sports uh, you know in victory against other teams it's better to see the men's team because they are far superior athletes and better soccer is happening there and with the men's team there's no excuse for not being the highest paid one there's no you don't get to go to the white house well the way women's sports is going soon maybe they will be just as good as the that's men's a very team. good point that's a very good point Yes, pretty soon Rick Rapinoe is going to have your job, doing the very same job you do, uh, Megan. And you won't have to worry about being devalued anymore because you will be teamless and sportless. For each trophy, of which there are many, and for each win, for each tie, and for each time that we play, it's less. God. How about uh, less complaining, more being gooder at kicking ball? And I know there are millions of people who are marginalized by gender in the world and experience the same thing in their jobs. And I know that there are people who experience even more where the layers of discrimination continue to stack against them. And I and my teammates are here for them. (laughs) We on the U.S. Women's National Team today are here because of them. Oh, God. (sighs) Ask for more money or go into a field 
that's more that's less comfortable and more dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a disparity between when women get paid and women get paid. It's far less than anybody's saying. It's probably a couple of cents, whatever that is. But you don't. It doesn't have to be that way. Right. You know, you can go into a tougher field if you work in an oil rig. You know, along with the men, and women suddenly surge out of wherever they are now and into oil rigs, they'll get lots of money. And there are other fields where women do better than men, including, I think, nursing and some others mm-hmm. uh, in the field get paid higher than men. But I know also, there's like more women lawyers. Right. No, I do think that, that, that and, and I am happy to report mm-hmm. that, that in a fairly recent hire, when I offered a job to a woman, a young mm-hmm. woman with very little experience, uh, she came back and asked for more money. And I thought that was good. And she got a little bit more money. And that's something that I think probably, just in my own just in my own interactions, I think that is something, a pers- that, that Western males are taught to get after it when it comes to money. Mm-hmm. And hold on like for more. Or like what you said, lie in your interview, lie on right. your resume. Women generally don't do that as often as men right. do. No. And I'm always astonished by how much men, how much I see men just winging it, like when they don't know how to do stuff. Oh, they just totally. fake it till they make it. And women tend to be a lot more like uh, realistic about right. what I find, they I find the same do. thing a lot of times is that... that they're not liars. That women a lot of times want to do the right thing. Men will just do the thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not telling people to be be terrible, um, but but you did. There is it's a, it's a it's a shark shark eat shark dog eat dog mm-hmm. kind of you know many fields are anyway. You know you do what you need to do. I think women also. I mean it does. It's a it's a long it's a long conversation, and I'm glad that that people who I used to work with and employ mm-hmm. that women were asking for money. That's good. You know, it's good. Yeah. You should be doing that regardless. And even me who was, you know, generally in, in when I've been a manager, I'm told from above me, there's no more money. Generally when I go to them and say, and I tell the prospective employee, there's no more money. And they say, they really want me to ask when I've asked, suddenly there's more money. Mm-hmm. So get out there and get after it. I mean, I think there's going to be a pay gap with this White House as well. Mm-hmm. The men probably will get paid more. Right. <clears throat> I don't think it'll always be like that. Um, and I just think that I think, but I don't think it'll always be like that. But it's not going to always be like that because of legislation mm-hmm. and the Lily Led Better Act or anything like that. It's going to be. It's going to change because I think women are absolutely capable of being more valuable employees than the men are. Mm-hmm. And people will want to pay them. Well, and I think with the rise of automation, a lot of jobs that have driven, as you said, like <clears throat> there are very specific jobs that tend to drive the gender pay gap. It tends mm-hmm. to be these jobs that men take on that women don't want for whatever reason, either because they're really dangerous or they have to be away from home a lot. And a lot of those jobs are the same jobs that you see at risk of going away because of automation, the same as you saw many, you know auto factory jobs go away as there was more automation in factories. The same as you're seeing more mining jobs go away as those industries have competition from other parts of um, of the energy sector, for example. Right? So so those jobs, like truck driver jobs, I don't think are going to be around forever because there are so many companies right. working on self-driving cars right now. A lot of those are jobs that are 
are you know jobs that are primarily done by men and the more autumn because the jobs that tend to be heavy duty physical labor are at risk for automation and and those do tend to be jobs that are more done by men so i think in particular as you see that sort of shift happen in the economy you're going to have more and more um, women doing very well women already do better than men in high school graduations do better in college a, a lot of these type of intellectual jobs um, are you know designed for women's skill sets and and I think that you're going to continue to see that shift happen where I mean I think we're going to reach a point where women are making more than men in this economy in the next probably 10 15 years yes and for some age demographics women do make more than men I think mm -hmm. 30 and under or so um it also it's a it's a bit of an ancillary issue but women don't have a me too problem and there is a monetary cost to that Mm -hmm. And a cost to having to re-educate all the pig men in the company mm -hmm. again and again. Um, and, uh, you know, retaining... I mean, occasionally. You have some... The congresswoman, Katie Hill. Right, occasionally, occasionally. But, but by it's far, rarer, certainly. it's certainly rare. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think women may, may... I don't know if this is true, but it's possible that their their general health care regimen might be more expensive. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Their health care is probably more expensive. Certainly, they take more uh, paid parental leave. Right. Generally speaking, which yeah, is but, expensive for companies, but that's going to become less costly too. But that's a lifestyle choice that they're making. That's so that's not as well, right? But it's expensive for companies because yeah. they have to hold the job, and especially you know now, for example, in Massachusetts, there's mandatory paid family leave, so companies have to pay uh, for family leave. But you know, I think also there's a, a move towards the government taking on more of those costs as well, which we're going to see. Um, you know, as they take the burden off of the companies. For the government to pay that um, more so, you're going to see more. Um, that's not going to become as big a factor for companies. Also, fewer women are having kids now. You know, the, the birth rate is dropping in this country. So, Which may change as soon as uh, you start getting fat checks for having more kids. <laughs> well, yeah, they are trying to do that. So, uh, But it, I don't know. A lot of factors. We'll see what happens. Um, Alice, you know, that I, you know that checks, I love you, right? Yes. And I just, even before the show tonight, mm -hmm. was uh, complimenting you on being a good reader. Good reader. Yes. And reading to the kids. Mm -hmm. I'm going to need you to read something for me. Okay. Okay. If you don't mind, you don't mind reading something for me. <laughs> Why do I feel like I'm <laughs> being set up? No, no. This is from an elected uh, person. Else, this is not. I just need you to read for me the. Um, Tweet from the mayor of Charlottesville. Oh, yes. Greta. This is poetry, actually. Did you know well, that? It, the one on top, Alice, the original tweet. Yes, that's a poem that she wrote. That's, is it really a poem? It's that's a poem a great, that she wrote. That's a, that's a nice and classy poem. <laughs> Go ahead and read that poem, Alice. Let's see. <laughs> Sweet, innocent. Okay. Alice Shattuck. <laughs> Go ahead. Mayor Nakuya Walker of yes. Charlottesville wrote this poem about her um, city that yes. she is mayor of. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Charlottesville. The beautiful. Ugly it is. It rapes you. <laughs> Pardon me? It rapes you. <laughs> yeah. What? Comforts you in its stained sheet. What the fuck? What else? What the freak just happened? And tells you to keep its secrets. Did you just do this? Alice. That's what the mayor of Charlottesville You two can hear things, Alice. 
That is horrible. <laughs> it's poetry. Sometimes poetry is edgy, honey. You have what to. You, Alice Dice Clay? <laughs> I can't. Poetry is. You just said those words. <laughs> I have never heard you say those words like, like that. I'm reading poetry. All right. Well, I'm going to bleep out some of the blue language you used. Okay. Wow, you, um, think you, then, know, you think you know a woman after all these years. Mm-hmm. So apparently then uh, her poem was reported to Facebook. <laughs> I don't see why. No clue why. Was it the bleep stain sheets <laughs> or the rape? <laughs> um, so she made a modified version. Charlottesville, the beautiful, ugly it is. It lynched you, hung the noose at City Hall, and pressed the souvenir that was once your oh, good. finger Rated PG against now. its lips. It covers your death with its good intentions. It is a place where white women with black kids collect signatures for a white man who questions whether a black woman Oof. understands white supremacy. It is destructively world class. By the way, she starts with this with, is this better? I'm asking the person who reported my short poem to Facebook. The one with the sheets and the rape. This is what this is an elected mayor. You don't have to read anything more else. That's fine. That's fine. Um, yeah. So they had gentrification. There's suffocates their hopes and okay, okay, you get it. Okay, Senator uh, Oakland. Uh, the mayor of Oakland is also. Oh, are there in sheets the in this one too? There's no sheets in this one. She did not write poetry. Um, but she announced... What is YouTube going to do to this video now that you went there? Uh... That is not safe for work. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, the mayor of Oakland, California, on Tuesday announced a privately funded program... That he gave will- $500 to every black person, which to me seems like um, an unconstitutional... Uh, <laughs> It seems odd. If not uh, random, arbitrary, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's a, a reparation of sorts. So he's crazy, um, but at least he she. doesn't have rape poems. She. Okay. <laughs> she. Uh, all right. Um, they're saying it's inspired by the Black Panther Party. Good. That's great. Okay. What else we got? Great. Are you all done? Um, this is. A- I have to start cleaning up and uh, sending <laughs> off uh, apology letters to people. <laughs> I have, I have a very upsetting story. Tom was no up, seal, tearing up. not the seal, no seal, no seal. A dog I... killed a seal. That's it. Go ahead. <laughs> Why do you hate my stories? I don't hate the story, but I saw all the pictures. I know you're a sick person who likes to torture and kill animals. I've seen it myself. That's not true. And you enjoy the no, dog killing the seal. No, that is slander. I did not enjoy I... it. I enjoyed the reaction of the woman, but. I don't know. Guys, look up Freddie Mercury the seal if you want to hear yeah, about the good. seal. You can see his bloodied carcass right <laughs> before they had to why. Uh, give him a bullet in his seal <sighs> head because some rich lawyer's dog mauled him. I just this is the kind the of thing. This is one of my wife's funny. fetishes, by the way, for <laughs> no. those of you who are uh, inspired what? by her poem. This is very slanderous today. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> I'm um, <laughs> going to complain to Burn Barrel HR about this because this is really inappropriate. <laughs> I have been set up in multiple ways today. I can't believe you said those words. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so you're done? Or we, we you can... asked me to read the poem. Oh, uh, and you always <laughs> tell me I can't have hang-ups on the show. So. <laughs> I don't think you'd do it. It's like my friend Jay in 1997. <laughs> 
he and I were, I was not doing well with the ladies. And he said, if there's, there's, he said, if there's, uh, if you, Tom, hook up with a woman before this year is over, I will go out with you in a dress. And somehow I hooked up and I said, Jay, all right, you have to go out with me in a dress. And he said, no way. And I said, what do you mean? No way. We had a deal. He said, yeah, but there was no way I ever thought it would happen. So there you go. There's no way I ever thought it would happen, Alice. Just uh, You're the dog that caught the car. Uh, dog that caught the seal, Alice. <laughs> the bloodied seal. I'll make sure I add a link to that, too, so we can have your sex story in the seal. <laughs> so you can find those things all in the show notes. Um, other than that, you can reach out to us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod or on Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. You can send us an email. That's Burn Barrel Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can, um, I forget, where else can they find us? YouTube. Uh, YouTube or Tom Shattuck's Burn Barrel on there. So like his videos and subscribe and all that. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.